Welcome to Ami Sites, a podcast that offers you access to thought leaders who can help you expand your entrepreneurial toolbox. Learn from seasoned entrepreneurs who have already walked in your shoes and can help you with your day-to-day business decisions. Join the founder and CEO of Multifunding, Ami Kassar, and his co-host, Lynn Ozer, the president of Multifunding, aka the SBA Queen, as they help you navigate, grow, and stay in control of your business. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the next edition of Ami Sites. I'm Ami Kassar, your host, and joining me today is my friend, Winnie Hart. Winnie has built a reputation as an inspired leader and EO entrepreneurs organization working in many capacities and in her professional life she's the founder of Twin Engine a brand growth agency fueled by purpose and best-selling author of the new release Stand Out as a Thought Leader. Thought leadership is a topic I have a lot of interest in and I can't wait to hear everything Winnie has to teach us about it. Winnie welcome to the show. Awesome thank you Ami for having me. Why don't you start by just telling us a little bit about you your work what you do what you'd like to do what your passions are. Well, that's a big question, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, my current passion is thought leadership. Um, and I know you do know a lot about that because, and thank you for all of the podcasts that you've done. I think uh, 120, are you at 128? Something like that? A lot, yeah. <laughs> that's a lot. Congratulations. Fantastic. And I think it, it you know, I mean, it goes, it goes back to really helping thought leaders find their voice and sharing their expertise. So simple, right? So that's what I've been working on over the last several years. I just launched a book, which I hope that you received yours. Uh, Awesome. Are you finished with it? For the next airplane ride that doesn't have Wi-Fi. (laughs) Well, perfect. Absolutely. You know, it's just, it's just, we have some, uh, such a massive opportunity to, especially as entrepreneurs and as business leaders in this world, to really be clear about what we stand for, the difference we make in the world, and to find a way to share it with other people. And that was the, that's what the book is all about. And I'm excited to share what I know here with you today. Cool. So let's take it back a few steps. Tell us first of all about, so usually people write a book, I mean, I've written a book and you do it because you have some knowledge you want to share with the world, but you also have some business purpose to it also. Uh, well, most people, not everyone, but most people write business books have some kind of business purpose to it. So tell us a little bit about your agency and the work that you like to do. So in terms of books, I'll start with that. I don't know how many how many books do you have on your bookshelf? 500, 6, 7, 8. Yeah. <laughs> and you've read them and, and I've read them too. And I always feel like, Ami, that I get excited about these books and all the things that I learn and I'm, I'm inspired by. And But I don't really know how to actually actualize them, you know, I'll, how do I like put it to practice or, or read it and I take some notes and then I completely forget about it the next week. So I wanted to write a book that you actually do. You know, I've read a lot of books and, and this book is structured to help people do, you know, to actually do the work because thought leadership is a practice. And uh, in terms of a, a business reason for it, it's because, you know, I've had a very successful business for the last 30, I believe it's our 33rd year in business. Oh, wow. Oh, now you're doing like, how old is she? <laughs> You know, to really but like a long time ago, never ask a woman how old she is. <laughs> it's so relative. It doesn't even matter. Uh, but I still have a lot of work to do. And I feel like um, I'm actually just beginning my new career in helping one million thought leaders uh, discover what they stand for and the difference they make in the world. Because 
through my experience and my success uh, in my agency, Twin Engine, and all the other things that I've done and roles and boards that I've served on, it's time for me to, to, to give back at a much higher level. And so this book is, is written for people to do it themselves. You know, it's, it's a book that's written for less about, you know, me looking to um, grow my, my leads and more about helping other people find their voice and share it with other people, because I believe the world depends on it. And it, you know, the world depends on thought leaders like you, Ami, and, you know, all of the content that you've been sharing so that people are inspired to, to do the, their best work and to reach their own potential. It, it is interesting that I'm going to backtrack a little bit and talk. Winnie and I are both involved in EO, Winnie on a much higher level than I am. And I know a lot of the listeners to this podcast are involved in EO, which for those who aren't, is entrepreneurs organization. And in EO, we have as we should appropriately and no solicitation policy but at the same time we many of our chapters including philly that i'm the president of rely upon strategic partners for a lot of our budget and my belief is one of the things i am trying to work on is i think we need to teach our strategic partners how to be thought leaders because you put someone in and you say, okay, take your check for fifteen or twenty thousand dollars or whatever it is. Great, you're a strategic partner to the chapter. Oh, by the way, you're not allowed to directly sell any of our members. And see you later. Not see you later, but good luck. And I think we need to give these companies or these partners the tools to be able to actually present themselves as subject matter experts so that EO members see them as a place to go learn from instead of a place that just wants to sell to them. And if we can accomplish that, it will be great, but it'll take time. What do you think about all that? I love that idea. I think it also only goes back to, you know, EO members and entrepreneurs as a whole that I believe our organization, entrepreneurs organization, and I had the the amazing opportunity to work on two recent projects to uh, launch the new EO brand. And to also launch the Purpose Project, which is to move the world forward by unlocking the full potential of entrepreneurs. And I believe our success as an organization is directly tied to our ability to tell impactful stories. And that right. extends to our strategic partners. And I think that, you know, I know that many people come to me and, you know, are struggling with, you know, now is not the right time or haven't quite figured out what my message is, but the time is now. And I believe that this isn't a difficult process if you just focus on it and provide people a structure and a framework in which to do so. I also had the opportunity to, I was on, I was in the first graduating class of the Global Speakers Academy, which I would love to see extended to not only um, other members, but our professional staff, our strategic partners, and to, to maybe even emerging entrepreneurs, because, you know, to, to provide entrepreneurs with a tool to share their story in a more impactful way helps them not only just in business, but their own legacy as an entrepreneur and their willingness and openness to share with others. 100%. It's a learning process. It doesn't happen overnight. Anyway, I'm sorry to get distracted. We're now we're deep into intricacies of EO. We're supposed to be talking about you and your work and your business, but hey, that's what happens. So tell us about a little bit about your journey, Winnie. So how did you start your agency? How long has it been going? How is it going? The type of work that you do in your agency. 
Uh, I love my agency. Uh, we're actually becoming a more of a consultancy. We started in 1990. We started as a full service agency in New Orleans, Louisiana. And this was a very early, you know, internet, you know, even Macintosh computers and publishing. And we worked on traditional things like TV, radio, like, you know, publications. We did a lot of annual reports and we're always super successful. And I'll tell you a little bit more about why I think that is. In uh, so we launched in 1990, and you know it became one of the, the leading agencies in the region. And in 2000, well, you've you've all heard of it, Hurricane Katrina in the early 2000s um, hit New Orleans, and 240 billion gallons of water uh, flooded my dear city, and I lost 80 uh, percent of my business in a weekend. It really had a huge impact on me for many reasons. One, just in our healthcare division, we had, I mean, I believe it was nine hospitals, and you know, they all flooded and people died. And we were the communication um, arm of that one particular hospital, which I'm sure you've seen the, the documentaries on. And we were unable to communicate with them. No cell towers, um, no ways of communication. All the phone lines were down. The backup generators were in the basement and, you know, they were handbagging patients in the garage and it was over hundred degrees. So it was a very difficult and transformational time in my business. And, you know, we moved our, we've moved several times um, and opened other offices. And, and uh, I'm actually in Texas now, I'm in Houston, Texas, in one of the offices we, we opened after Hurricane Katrina. And I learned some really valuable lessons. And some of those lessons were, you know, that no one's coming for you, you know, that you really have to be self-sufficient. You have to really be prepared at all times for crisis. I don't know if you've seen me. I've, one, of, one of the speeches that I give is from Crisis Comes Opportunity, which is about that experience. And what I learned from that, I think that's why we had the best year ever doing COVID, because we were prepared because we had had that experience during Katrina. But back to business and success. In 2009, I met Simon Sinek. And Simon Sinek had a profound It's one of those, you know how many events you go to as a leader and you sit in the first, I'm a first row person, by the way. I mean, you sit in the first row and you're like, oh, so inspired by this speaker and it's great. And you, you know, see some people that, you know, and, you know, it's a good event, but this event, like something really clicked in me and completely changed the way I thought about things and coming from an agency background. And by the way, I'm a recovering advertising agency owner. <laughs> it helped me really see that, you know, that there without a long discussion, I could talk, I could actually I could talk about this for a week if you've got time. But <laughs> Simon Sinek, you know, and you, everyone's heard all the things he talked about. I mean, I love his new book, The Infinite Game, but what he talked about was just really purpose. And so it completely changed the way I thought about selling people, people really don't need, because that's was a big part of what we did back then in terms of how we sold to, you know, prospects and clients. And so I really changed the way I structured the agency. And since 2009, we've been very purpose focused, fueled by purpose, and it's completely changed the way we live and we work and and then also just being grateful. So during that time, you know, I don't know if you've ever, if anyone and probably a lot of people did during COVID, especially in other parts of the world, lost a big part of their business, it wakes you up. And it also provides others an opportunity to serve and help. And it helped me really under, understand what it means to be a servant leader. And I really changed the way of, of how I serve. And that's why when you originally asked me about the book and about being a business tool, I feel like it's my role on this planet to give back to others because of all the amazing things that people have done for me. And it's been a transformational experience. And I'm very grateful for that. And so full, for, full, you know, 
movement to today, we also realized during this process that in every organization, there's a leader that also is a brand and that those two things need to work in harmony. And there needs to be a bridge between the two, because I do believe that, you know, the, the new marketing strategy, the new authenticity strategy for an organization is in the leader. And that at Twin Engine, we're building systems and processes to help leaders stand out as well as their organizations. It's always an interesting challenge for us in our company because our brand is multifunding and we help entrepreneurs get loans. But whether I like it or not, I'm a big part of the brand. And so we always are carefully and thoughtfully balancing out how to, like you don't see me on the homepage, but then the daily blogs are called an AMI site or podcast is called an AMI site. So we're always trying to find that healthy balance Reminds me almost a little bit like the old men's warehouse. (laughs) And what I love is as we grow, more and more people come to us, not because they found it through me, which is great, but yet the Ami brand remains integral and a part of it. And so whatever that's worth, it's just trying to share with our listeners that what you're talking about, at least in our experience, is real and, and happens every day. Well, I mean, I know you well enough to know that you're a very inspiring, compassionate leader and many things, husband, you know, father. And, you know, I think that, you know, we as leaders, we think of thought leadership as almost a marketing strategy, but really it's about just being yourself, being authentic, you know, being your true self, having that perspective on how you're perceived by others and just showing up as you are every day, because if you're a thought leader, you shouldn't have to memorize lines or think about what you're going to say. And just like conversations like this, I have no idea what we're going to talk about, but um, I'm confident enough to share the best knowledge I can with you and, and support you in your process. But I also think that, you know, everyone that you experience, that you see, that you communicate with Ami is touched by you. And that, and that is an important thing to think about when you're a thought leader. I mean, you can just be a thought leader in your family. You can just be a thought leader in your within your your own internal theme so that your message is consistent and real and true and that you're showing up as yourself every day and as the leader you're you're meant to be. But I think that there's this whole like conception and and maybe um a myth about thought leaders have to be like, you know, Brene Brown and Tony Robbins and the Simon Sinek's out there. And I think we have an obligation to be a thought leader to ourselves. You yeah, know? And, so, totally yeah. true. But but I appreciate what you do and how you show up in the world. And I think that people know you are touched by that. And that's inspiring for other people. And and I recognize that as thought leadership. Story that I think is funny, but I'm not going to name them. But we hired sort of in the middle of COVID, all these speakers were public speakers were struggling to figure out how to make a living. So one group of them started a consulting service to help people get their speaking careers better, this and that. So we said, what the hell, we'll, we'll try it. And there was a group of them. And then about halfway through the process, one of the partners gets on. He said, this was his great advice to me. Like, Ami, uh-huh. I've watched all your reels and I've got some serious advice for you. I go, okay, what's that? He said, you need a stylist. And I said, excuse me, what did you say? And he said, you need a stylist. And that was the end of that engagement. Because at least for me, and maybe I'm being silly, but I dress how I dress. I dress, my dress is who I am. And that's how I'm going to show up on the stage. And if it's not 100% perfect or crisp or clear, or maybe my shirt doesn't fit me 100% perfectly, or I don't have a fancy 
you know, blazer on or whatever. Screw it if you don't like it. Well, I, I you know, I've seen you, I, 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 you know, especially in public settings and you're you. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to make this all about me. I just thought it was funny. No, it's not. But I think that we can all learn from you. And and I'm just using you as an example in terms of what thought, thought leadership is. That's thought leadership. I think that we have a, and yes, I've worked with some of those consultants too. And I'm actually um, consulting with one, a group right now that's trying to undo all of that. Good for uh, you. But, <laughs> but, you know, I think, uh, you know, I, I have had the amazing opportunity to have an identical twin. Okay. So I have a twin engine, you know, identical twin, Lori. And I know that you've read that part of the book. So you know what that's all about. But, um, you know, this whole ability to see yourself outside of yourself, you know, has been such a gift, you know, because I look at Lori and, and I know what I look like. I know what I sound like. I know how people see me, you know, I know, you know, she's one person in my life that says, Winnie, we do not look good in those pants. You know, I mean, she's, it's just really interesting to be able to have that perspective. And I think that's why I have the talent that I have, because I've been able to see myself outside of myself for my entire life. And that's really what people want from us. You know, just help me see me. Don't give me anything. I mean, every, to me, every thought leader has everything they need. I'm not going to give them anything new, but I'm going to pull out, extract and present back to them their own truth. Because once you do that, then it's sustainable. You know, then then Ami shows up as Ami. And actually, I think Brene Brown actually does a good job at being herself. But, you know, it's it's not easy to to be okay with that because that's not what we've learned out in the world, you know, that we have to be these manufactured selves. And that's why it breaks down for thought leaders. That's why they get frustrated. That's why they quit because they don't see it as a practice of just being being you, you know. And so um, I'm trying to debunk that myth and to try to help leaders have the tools that they that they need that actually work to you know be the thought leader they're meant to be and again it goes back to you know i wrote it in the book in the manifesto it's i believe the world depends on us ami you know people like us that are you know out there trying to share what we know so that other people you know reach their own potential and um, and that's one thing i love about eo i mean yeah, we talked about eo in the beginning about you know, um, if the purpose, you know, if we're going to move the world forward by unlocking the full potential of entrepreneurs, we have to unlock the potential in ourselves first. Correct. And thank you for, for doing that for others. Tell us, Wendy, about your journey in EO and, and when you started, how it's gone and point to the high points or the low points along the way. Well, so many amazing things. So I started in EO uh, in 2004 and I was told, like probably many people that will watch this podcast, that uh, oh, Winnie, welcome to EO. It took me a long time to actually join because I thought I didn't have the time. You know, I don't have time for that. Anyway, little did I know that one year, almost less than one year later, that many EOers would come and help me sa- help save my business and support my team that was displaced all over the world. And anyway, that's for another podcast. But I was told that, well, welcome to you know EO. It was EO New Orleans at the time. You will be also serving on the local board as a new member. And I was like, Hmm, okay. All right. <laughs> so I was became communication chair and actually served uh, in that role. I did my first of my membership and I served in that role for actually five years because we locked in roles on the board at that time to help New Orleans and EO Louisiana uh, through the process of recovering from Hurricane Katrina. So I learned a lot about very quickly about the resources that were available to entrepreneurs and that it was a big world out there because again, I, you know, went to GLC, the Global Leadership Conference, 
that first year and really saw like, whoa, there's a big world out here. I'm not alone, you know, and just reconnecting and connecting and meeting people from the you know other regions and other, you know, continents was, was just absolutely phenomenal. So I have served in a leadership role for every single year since 2004 for a simple reason. And that was during the Katrina, I was displaced to a, an office in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and an EOR's, by the way, an EOR's office. And I got a call on the intercom system. And I'm thinking, who in, I'm, all, I've got a couple of my, my team, we're in a conference room trying to figure things out. And it's uh, it's TJ Todd, uh, TJ Todd, uh, line, you know, Winnie Hart, line one, TJ Todd. I'm like, how does he know I'm here? Uh, art director, we lost everyone after the hurricane because everyone evacuated and we had no, no phone numbers to reach anyone. He had thought, oh, this EO thing, he'd call headquarters and they knew that I was in this office because it was kind of a thing that people were talking about where all these EOs were being placed. And I was placed at this office in Baton Rouge. And he said, I'm I'm uh, in Phoenix, Arizona in my car, lost everything. I have my two sons in the back seat. My wife is here with me, Dana. And uh, we ran out of gas and I have no money. And I had no way, Ami, to transfer money to TJ because I could only get it, get 500 US dollars cash out of the ATM a day because all the wires were down. So I, we had a, a membership book at the time. It was a membership book. And I flipped to the to the page. It said Phoenix, Arizona. And, and it said President Brandon Ames. I don't know if you know Brandon. And um, I called him up. I said, you have, I'm not, you don't know me, but TJ Todd, the corner of this and this. And by the time I could get the rest of the sentence out of my mouth, he said, I'll take him. Brandon Ames, went and picked TJ and his family up at that corner, filled the car up with gas, gave him money, gave him an apartment, bought his kids' clothes, put his kids in school, and TJ Todd worked for Brandon Ames for three years. It's amazing. And I said, I will serve in this organization as long as I'm able, and that's why I still serve today. I've had every role, just about, except for two committees, which is finance and governance. I have served at a local level, a regional level. I've served on the global board, um, and currently I am the senior board advisor to the global board for uh, brand and leadership communications. So who knows what I'll do next, but I'm in the middle of that project right now. I'm working on the org design project with NEO of really thinking about what it, what does it take to be a high-performing organization, and how can we make a bigger impact by moving the world forward? So it's pretty exciting. It's my favorite project so far. And I highly encourage anyone who's interested in Path of Leadership that they can reach out to Winnie Hart directly. You can get my contact information from AMI. And I would love to share my story with you and the impact that I've been able to support others in making. I love it. Winnie, I know you were instrumental in, in the rebranding of EO over the last few years. And why don't you share with everyone a little bit about that and kind of what the goals were and what you, what's been accomplished, which I think is a lot. Oh, happy to. Uh, when did you join Ami? Five years ago. Oh, five? five? <laughs> I thought you've been in forever. Feels like uh, it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a dog ear thing or something like that. Yeah. Um, when I joined in 2004, uh, I don't know if you may have seen any old swag out there, but it was a speedometer, odometer, you know, and the tagline was fueling the entrepreneur engine. And there was like pictures of race cars and astronauts and uh, completely, you know, different. And uh, when I joined the, the, the global board as a board director, uh, the chair at the time, Jason Z, had a little project for me. And he, in uh, one of the first meetings, my, one of my first, you know, I'm so excited. I'm on the global board. It's going to be so great. And I've heard that you don't have to like do a lot of things. You just have to like make decisions. Me in these meetings. And he said, stood up in the meeting and said, and Winnie Hart will be rebranding our organization. And I was like. Oh, so I uh, went through a process. It was a fantastic process. 
uh, worked to identify, we started with a hundred different agencies around the world, uh, narrowed it down to seven, interviewed them, selected a, a the UK to partner with, obviously I have an agency as well, but you know, this is something that we, we look for external resources for, to keep things, keep things right. And the way we do things in EO. And um, so I worked with them to, to help us really understand, like, not only where have we come from as an organization, where are we now, but where are we going? And the final symbol, which I'm sure that anyone from EO has seen here is, is all about amplification. You know, it's about diversity. It's about, you know, locking and interlocking, it, but it's about amplifying the voice of the entrepreneur and our, what our impact on this planet. And uh, it was just a wonderful experience to help EOC EO differently and to create a brand and messaging that I believe truly reflects who we are as an organization and the people we represent. Inspiration. And um, I was lucky enough to launch it during COVID, which was pretty challenging, but quick adoption. I was worried that we would it would take a long time for to reach 18,000, well, I guess we're, we weren't 18,000 at the time, but almost 18,000 members to have an impact. And really, you know, not only at the time, just thinking about who EO was, but helping EO see the future for them you know, in this whole future. And so now what I'm working with, then after that project, the brand project was launched, then I was asked to to help redefine the purpose of the organization, which was called the Purpose Project and massive interview process, um, talked to a thousand members, got feedback from all of our leaders. And ultimately that that purpose statement was to move the world forward by unlocking the full potential of entrepreneurs, which truly reflects what happens outside of the symbol you know, that we have this existing symbol for EO, but we're always like thinking like very internally, you know, I mean, like forum, like how we work together as groups. And we very focused on our internally and how things work, but like what happens when we start focusing externally on the outside world and move beyond being the best kept secret. And so we launched the Purpose Project. And right now I'm supporting the process that is going to define our next vision as an organization to take us forward. And I'll be working to support the, the board in, in, in bridging the brand, the purpose and the vision statement. So just been an honor to even be considered for these projects and to launch these projects. And I've, I feel very proud that um, to have such a small little impact on not only who EO is today, but who EO is moving into in the future. Awesome. And Winnie, I took over as president of the Philly chapter on July 1, so it's I'm still getting my feet wet trying to figure all this out. But uh, we started going through it with going through a vivid vision exercise. And if you're interested, I'll be happy to email it to you just so you can see what we, we came up with now. Transferring that into reality, that's the whole other story. The exercise was easy, like making all the changes to make it happen. That'll take some time, but I'd be happy to share it with you if you like. I'm excited about that. I think, you know, I think all of us as thought leaders should also be thinking about the same thing and and really work on, you know, a vision for our own selves, no matter how far reaching it might be into right. you know, thinking beyond where we are and to really what impact we can individually make, not only in our own personal lives and families and communities, but like on the planet, because I think, I mean, what an amazing time to be an entrepreneur and and even to have an opportunity like you to lead in the Philly chapter to help them, you know, it, it, it almost doesn't matter how, you know, it's like that we'll figure that out. That's what we do. <laughs> but it's like, how do we like think beyond what we even thought was possible to help move this world forward? Because we need each other. 100%. And anyway, I'm happy to happy to help you figure that out. How? And maybe there's a way that I know that the that they're going to be bringing in the chapter president. So you will hear a lot about the vision project and uh, to be able to influence on the work that you've done. I love it. So for those listening to this podcast who 
are not in EO, who've never been to an event or thought about it. My favorite thing about EO is not really the speakers or the big crowds or this, that, because I'm actually a functioning introvert. But my favorite thing about EO is these conversations like Winnie and I have had that happened on the side or outside the conference room or in the bar at night or whatever it is. And EO is really about the opportunity to engage in conversations like we are having right now. And it is, in my opinion, these conversations that would lead to really transformational moments, not only in our business, but also personally. You know, the intimate connections, you know, it's it. I don't know. Do you know Dave Galbinski from Detroit? We were in forum together for a long time. He was uh, EO Global Chair. I don't remember what year, but I remember him on stage saying this word, intimacy you know, instant intimacy. And I think that that's one thing that I love so much about this organization and that we've got this ability to just be instantly connected and to support each other. And I personally have brought this into every aspect of my life, you know, uh, whether it's my family, the other boards that I serve on, the corporations, organizations, and the thought leaders that I've had that opportunity to work with that, you know, there's there's a we in this, you know, and that it's the only way that we're going to be able to figure things out is if we put our heads together. Uh, and um, in EO, we learn through sharing best practices versus, you know, telling people what to do or, you know, and I think uh, it served me very well. And I'm so grateful for that. And I think that, you know, it goes back, I'll go back to the book for a minute about EO's led me through this process of making this book be for other people, not for me. It's for the thought leaders that exist in people, whether they're, you know, a senior in high school trying to find their way, you know, to what's next or an emerging entrepreneur or someone that maybe have, has lost their way and lost their purpose as a business owner. And I just think that there's such a, a powerful way to ignite that passion back into people or just begin them on their path and their journey of entrepreneurship, because it's not just even a, a, a means of living and creating businesses. It's a way of thinking. I love it. Thank you so much for sharing. Winnie, where do people find the book? Standoutasathoughtleader.com. It's on Amazon. I, I know that it was sold out. I don't know if we have there are more. Uh, Standoutasathoughtleader.com. You can also always reach out to me, winniehart.com, and I can send you a copy of the digital book. Awesome. So it's a book that you do. A book that you do. I love it. And Winnie, thank you so much for sharing all your wisdom and ideas and thoughts and inspiration with this audience. I know they appreciate it. And thank you for everything that you do for EO. Thank you, Ami. Thank you for everything you do for thought leaders. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks for joining us today on Ami Sites. Since 2010, multifunding has helped businesses achieve their biggest growth goals through creative and personalized funding solutions, working with a network of the nation's top lenders. Visit us at multifunding.com where you can meet our advisory team and learn more about how we help entrepreneurs fund their future.